sacrifice that he made for us. And I think oftentimes we forget, you know, we, we get stuck in traditional church where we just show up to church and we sit in the chair and, hey, feed me, pastor, give me the word. And, and, and that's part of it, but that's only a, a tiny, tiny taste of what God has for us. Because even psychologists will tell you today that research indicates that we do not receive fulfillment in life as humans unless we are giving unless we are serving, hopefully, in a purpose that is greater than yourself, something bigger than you can do for your own good, if that makes sense. Because love, we know from the love chapter in the Bible, the Apostle Paul told us that love does not seek its own desire. Well, if that's how God created us, so that we would not seek our own desire, well, that must be a secret to life being better. It's like a formula. So oftentimes in America, we are, me included, seeking my own desire. I've already gone through my head several times today what I'm going to eat for lunch, okay? Well, that's kind of seeking my own desire. <laughs> It is my cheat day, though. <laughs> so now I'm reasoning it out why it's okay. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. I've sacrificed all week, and you guys don't understand. And y'all know, hey, I'm going to have some, I'm going to slam some pizza today. You know, <laughs> or uh, what was my choice? I was going to eat pizza and, or, oh, Waffle House. I know Betty likes some Waffle House, right, Betty? Okay, so I might get Betty to go with me, and Betty's always really generous to me. Okay. <laughs> and so now, what am I doing? I've already got a plan in my head that is self-interested, self-preserving, self-protecting, and we, we lean that direction. Well, we have to intentionally decide that today I'm not going to seek my own desire, but I'm going to love, and love is not easily provoked. Love is not arrogant. Love is not rude. Love is gentle and kind and patient. Love lives beyond my ambitions and lives for God's ambitions. Why? <laughs> it's so funny if you think about it, y'all. We struggle so much. Why do we struggle? Why in the world would we want what the world offers when we can have this, when we can have what God offers? It's because we've been deceived that this is no good, that this is, oh, uh, yeah, I kind of like that a little bit on Sundays, but, uh, you know, okay, yeah, feed me, feed me, feed me. I need some self-interest. Feed me, you know, come on, come on. And let me just say this, y'all. If you're counting on me to feed you, I am a shepherd, and I'm going to feed you. <laughs> I, for 25 minutes on a Sunday, is that all you're getting? Because you're going to be malnourished. You're going to look like a little Ethiopian in the spirit realm instead of, you know, in my day, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay? <laughs> Spiritually, we need to nutritionally take care of ourselves. And that is the Word of God. 
And I pray, and I seek God, and I, I want to give you a word. But the word I give you today is something for you to chew the cud with. Now you're going, what in the world's chewing the cud? Well, when a cow eats the grass, it, it chews it. It goes down into its intestines. And I know it sounds gross, and I'm sorry. But it comes up, and he chews on it some more. And then it goes back down. It's called chewing the cud. It comes up and down, up and down, up and down. That's kind of the same way we should be chewing the cud of the Word of God. That guy's talking about lanolin. I love that. But I see it from a different perspective. He's saying, well, it's going to help the storms of life. Well, as the Word of God is the water and it comes on us, we're, the lanolin causes us to shed the water. What does that mean? As sheep that belong to Jesus, he anoints you. And you are anointed to shed the water. That means that you get it in you and you let it shed out of you. Give it to other people. Okay, as I'm not like you. Hey, man, if you have any influence whatsoever, you may not be like me today. And you may never stand up here and preach, and that's okay, but some of you will. But once you get this in you, you know how you shed the water of the word? Gentleness, kindness, goodness, patience, faith, self-control, not easily provoked, not arrogant, not boastful. You know, it's, it's walking in a way that people go, man, there's something different about... I used to hear that all the time where they go, hey, uh, uh, there's something different about that guy. I'm kind of going, I didn't notice it. I don't know what you're talking about. How am I supposed to live? What are, you're supposed to be the best employee that you can possibly be to bring glory to him. And people go, man, that guy's responsible. That person's dependable. That person I can count on. There's something different about that. Hey, what makes you different, man? All I know is I was blind and now I see. That's how simple this is. That I, I, I was lost and now I'm found. That I, I was on my way to hell and I was and now I'm going to heaven and I can't wait. You see, that's what God has. It's a grateful mentality. I'm so grateful that I get to live right here with Jesus, and I love him so much, and I get to spend time with him, and I wake up talking to him, and I go to bed talking to him. I, throughout the day, I pray without ceasing. I just can't wait to visit with him, and I share things with him, and he shares things with me. And why would I want this? This is selfish. This is temporary. This is... Uh, all of the, the negative things of life, and I want to live right here. I want to walk in something that's called the anointing. Now, don't let me lose you today, because some of you are going, I just came today because I was visiting. I, I wanted some free donuts with no calories. You know, I mean, <laughs> come on. You know, and, and, and uh, so the anointing is a biblical word that is just like this guy was just talking about. It's the lanolin that's built into the sheep of God. And it simply means this. That's what anointing means. To rub and smear on. What's it rubbing and smearing on? It's rubbing and smearing on the oil. Oil is representative of the Holy Spirit. We have to have the Holy Spirit. Why? The Holy Spirit, God says, is our counselor. 
How many of us need counsel making decisions today? How am I going to act toward my wife today? How am I going to act toward my kids today? How am I going to act toward my finances today? How am I going to act when I go to work today? How am I going to act when I, when I hit my finger with a hammer today? Okay? Oh, well, Cass, you don't understand. Man, I'm telling you, when you get squeezed, the fragrance of God should come out of you and not the fragrance of our, our selfish way of... And, yeah, somebody said the world. Yeah, the world says it's okay. It's okay to scream out a curse word when you hit your, your, your finger. And, hey, I am guilty, okay? Not in a long time, mainly because I haven't had a hammer in a long time. <laughs> You know, but, but don't, see, that's deception. That's not God's best. God's best is right here. God's best is rubbing and smearing on the anointing of God. Why? Why do we need his anointing? And I love this. Because the shepherds, they do it today. They take oil and they rub it on the eyes, around the eyes of their sheep. They they rub it around the mouth of their sheep. They rub it on the ears of their sheep. They, they literally take oil and they rub and smear on the anointing onto their sheep. Why do they do that? Because if they don't do it, then lice and bugs will get on their eyes, will get in their ears, they'll get on their mouth, and they'll lay eggs and the eggs, I know it sounds gross, sorry. I said two gross things today already. Hey, my daughter did a dance this week, and as soon as she finished the dance, she threw up on the stage. Yeah. So there's a good one right there. You're going, man, Francis, you were anointed, and now you lost it. But hey, I'm, I, it doesn't matter, because my anointing does not depend on how you feel about me. It's the same exact way for your life. Your anointing is not based on emotions. I hear this all the time. Well, um, I go to that church, and they're really anointed, and this church is not anointed, and all that baloney. Because the anointing, the result of the anointing, tells you whether or not there is an anointing. And we have it here at Pathway, because the anointing says, and I'll get into it in a minute, but it means that people are committing their lives to Jesus Heaven is being expanded, and those people are going out as an army, and others are coming to know the Lord. That we're making a difference in our community, we're making a difference in our state, we're making a difference in our nation and around the world. Because of the anointing of Almighty God, we give Him the glory and praise for it. I feel like I'm preaching right now, but man, I'm telling you, God is on the move. He's doing something in your life, even right now. So, so we have to have the anointing of God. God, smear on us, rub on us right now. God, we ask our whole congregation and the people who are not here today that you would rub on their eyes the Holy Spirit, that you would rub on their ears the Holy Spirit, that you would rub on our mouths the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, and you would not allow the ways of the world, the bugs and the, and the, the eggs the duplication, the multiplication, God, of the world to come out of our mouth, to come out of our ears, and to come out of our eyes, or to watch what we watch in Jesus' name, or to, to, to guard our eyes, oh God. See, that's the anointing. And when we intentionally 
pray that, life change happens, and we stop living here, and we stop start living right here with this mentality because it's, oh my goodness, I love this. I can't wait. This is the greatest place in the world to live because I am living with something higher than myself. I'm living with purpose, and I can't wait. So rubbing and smearing on, right? So why did the shepherds anoint their sheep? So they would eat good, so they could see good, and so they could hear the voice of the shepherd. So when they went astray, he would call out to them, and they would come back. You see, that's what good sheep do. You are anointed today. Accept it, believe it, receive it, engage in it intentionally. And, and y'all, I'm telling you, I have to do it. And this is a new word for me, intentional. It's something that we have to do to keep us from thinking like the world. We, you don't have to do anything to lean in the world's way of thinking. But to, to live where God wants you to live, you, have, you get to pray to Him and say, Lord, I take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ in Jesus' name. You see, that's intentional. I do that every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, because I don't want to think like that. That's defeated, weak, immature, selfish thinking. It's temporary thinking. I want to think eternally, an eternal perspective where my life is thinking about my neighbors, my family. I'm praying my son is on his way to a missions trip today. Man, why do I always forget the name? Where's he going, Sky? Thank you. Y'all know better than I do. I want to say El Salvador. And I'm going, that's not even close. Man, and I'm just, I, I have to be right here to pray and go, God, thank you for my son who cares about your work so much that, that he's, he's going on a mission trip so that children can hear about you in an orphanage there, God. Lord, thank you. I need you. Protect him. Keep him safe and everybody with him, God, in Jesus' name. God, I'm so grateful for my family, my children, my, my marriage, everything, because I live here. Now, if tragedy takes place here, and it will, and it does, and sometimes it happens, y'all, it's not going to affect my theology. My tragedy will not affect my temporary living on planet Earth because we're going to heaven. We get to live forever. I'm going to see my dad one day, and I can't wait. I, I mean, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with me? I want to live this life with reckless abandon for Jesus. I want to put my foot on the gas pedal and press it to the floor. I want to burn with God like I've never burned before. I'm not satisfied with mediocre living. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would step into a brand new paradigm of the anointing of God that is upon your life. And it's not just a religious term. It is a practical, intentional, Holy Spirit term that God has placed on you for world harvest, for world change in the name of Jesus. Woo! Giddy up. I don't know what happened, but God is in the house, okay? God is in the house, I'm telling you. So, hey, I'm glad the good shepherd anointed us, not me, us for the work of the kingdom of God. And here's what it says about Jesus. I love this. 
The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The, Jesus is talking. His first message he preaches in Nazareth, in a little synagogue in Nazareth, after he came out of the wilderness. Some of us feel that way. Oh, I'm just coming out of the wilderness, God, and I come, and I, I go, and I got to preach a message. And you know what? He knows the future. Jesus knew the future. He knew they were about to reject him as Messiah. And they did, right there on the spot. But it didn't bother him because his anointing, his purpose, what he was called to do was not dependent on whether or not people accepted him or not. Who you are in God in this life is not dependent on your past. On your past. Okay? It's dependent on what he did on the cross for you because he loved you so much. He poured out his blood for you. He, he lived, Jesus today lives to intercede for you. He prays for you. He intercedes. He's, he's on his throne. He sits there and he goes, here's the scars on my wrist. Uh, here's the holes in my feet. Here's the scars on my head from the, from the thorns, the crown of thorns, and I am here. I intercede for you. I have covenant with you. When David fought Goliath, and, and I'm not going to get into all the stories, but uh, all the, the reasons why, but David had covenant with God. He, he had killed a lion and a bear in the wilderness, and then he went to fight Goliath. He knew that Goliath did not have a covenant with God. You know why I know that? Because he said, hey, you, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? Because that indicated covenant covenant with God and he realized that Goliath had picked a fight not with him not with the children Goliath picked a fight with God himself you know what you know what David had he had God Godfidence David went out with Godfidence a little teenage boy and whooped the number one nine foot almost ten foot some people say up to 13 foot depending on the measurement of a giant that he destroyed and killed. You know why? Because he was anointed. He was anointed with the Spirit of the Lord to preach to the poor. That word poor right there actually means beggar. There are people in our life, y'all, and you know this, they don't want anything to do with God. We need to pray for those people. I'll be honest, I pray for people. When they don't want God, I ask God to make them miserable. I do. Lord, make them miserable. I, I prayed that for my dad before he gave his life to the Lord because I didn't want him to go to hell. So, Lord, I, I, and I would say, Lord, I, I just ask that if they're going to live their life without you, I pray you just make them miserable, Lord. They're miserable anyway. They don't even know it. Some people do. Some people are going to reject you. And that's okay, I'm going to set you free. Because it's not your job to convince someone to give their life to Jesus. It's just not. I was witnessing to a guy at Market Basket one day. <laughs> I'm just walking out of Market Basket. He works there, smoking a cigarette out there, and he's just kind of taking a break. And I walk out, and the Lord tells me to speak to him. And, and it's interesting that God's told me to talk to him, and he rejected God anyway. God knew he'd reject him. He was checking me. And so I walked out and said, hey, if you die right now, you sure you go to heaven? And, or, well, I sat down with him. You go to church anywhere? No, I don't. Well, if you die right now, you sure you go to heaven? He goes, uh, man, I don't want to talk about God. I said, okay, no problem. I'll see you later. So if you need me, I'm at this church and whatever, you know. And he's going, he's like wanting to fight me. You know, I could see a verbal confrontation. But I just gave him a good experience with Jesus and moved on because he's going to meet Jesus in someone else in the future. 
and he needs to have a good experience with Jesus. He was ready. Then another time happened, and I stopped, uh, uh, I was at Don's Tires. There was a guy sitting on a bench, a wooden bench in front, and the Lord told me to speak to him, uh, uh, told me to talk to him about Jesus. I, I went and said, okay. So, uh, hey, you go to church anywhere? No, I don't go to church anywhere. Okay. Well, if you, uh, if you die right now, you're 100% sure you go to heaven. He goes, yeah, I'm not sure. I said, well, if you're standing before Jesus, and he said, why should I let you into my kingdom? What do you think he'd say? Oh, I don't know. I said, well, uh, can I tell you what the Bible says? And he said, yeah. I said, well, the Bible says that we've all done wrong. The payment for doing wrong is hell, and we, and we go to, um, but we get to go to heaven if you just ask. If you just ask Jesus to save you, you get to go to heaven. Is there any reason why you'd want to spend eternity in hell? He goes, no, I don't think so. I said, great, pray this prayer with me. Right there, man, he just prayed to receive Jesus. It was so easy because the Spirit of the Lord was upon the situation. And, and so let me set you free. If people are rejecting Christ, just back up, pray for them, and move on. Maybe they'll get another chance. God gave that man a chance. And if he never accepted Jesus in that moment or before he died, God could say, look, I gave you a chance one day. Remember in Market Basket that time? But man, I'm looking for the ones that are beggars. They're hungry. They can't wait. They want to know more about God. Those are the easy ones. And you, I was easy, honestly. Anyway, I don't have time to tell you all the stories. God is so good. So what's the anointing for? Here's the nitty-gritty, okay? That's what Nacho Libre says. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. There's people that y'all know that are in a spiritual prison, and they, they need Jesus to get to heaven. Pretty common, right? And recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, and sometimes physically. Prayer does work today for healing. And to set the oppressed free. That word oppressed is an interesting word. It means shattered. To, to set the shattered life free. That's why Jesus came. And to proclaim God's favor in this season of your life. I love that. So here's the question. Who else is anointed? Besides Jesus, that scripture was about Jesus. Well, yeah, Jesus is anointed and that's it. Anointed, that's a religious term, Cass. No, it's not. Smear and rub on. That's all it is. Quit being... Quit being, you know, there's people out there that want to misunderstand. Well, I'm making it as simple as possible. Even I can understand this. Anointing means to smear and rub on the Holy Ghost in your life so you stop thinking like you and you start thinking like Him. That's how simple it is. Okay? Intentionally pray for it, believe for it. God's already done it, and here's why. It is God who enables us. He enables us for purpose, for kingdom expansion. He gives you a reason Along with you to stand firm for Christ, he has commissioned, that word means anointed. He has commissioned us to have purpose in life. How do we get that? And I'm not going to go through the scriptures, but number one is unity. Being unified in vision. Unified that I need Jesus in my life to be, become more like him. Do you know that you are foreknew and predestined to be created in his image he is even now he's turning you into his image and his image is that he came to seek and to save those people who did not know him 
So unity in that, unity in growing in discipleship, and in, I know it's another crazy term, okay? Holiness. What does that mean? Set apart for his work. That's how simple that is. It's not, oh, I got to stop drinking, I got to stop cussing, I got, although you probably do, okay? But that's not, it's about relationship. You are set apart for a genuine, sincere, amazing relationship with the Creator so that you will have purpose. And sometimes maybe you walk over here, but not to indulge, but you walk over here and go, hey, come here. Come on over here with me. You see? Unity. Unity in the house. Unity in the house of God. And set apart. So let me pray for you. I went a couple of minutes too long right there, and I, we've got baptism here in just a minute. But I want to pray for you because I believe there are people here that want to experience what I'm talking about. It's just a love relationship with the God of the universe. It's that simple. All it takes is for you to surrender to Him, and He swoops in and begins to set you on the right path. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm not going to embarrass you in any way. I'm going to pray a simple prayer by faith that you can pray with me and you can be sure that you're going to heaven or you're going to recommit your life fresh and brand new to Jesus. If you want to be included in this prayer, just so that God will know you mean business, nobody's looking around, just lift your hand up and down right where you're at. Hands going up everywhere, up and down. God is so good. God is so good. Several hands going up and down. So pray this with me. I'll pray out loud. You pray in your heart. God, I love you, and I give you my life, fresh and brand new. I need you, God. I need you more than ever, and I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Save me from an imperfect life. Save me from a nature that opposes you. Save me, God, so I can live for you in eternity and cause my spirit to be born again today. Thank you for the anointing to help build your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, God bless you. Hey, let's give God a, a clap for all the people that prayed to receive him. Isn't God good? Wow, okay, awesome. So hey, if you prayed that prayer, I just want to encourage you to take your next step. Fill out the connection card in the seat back pocket in front of you. Uh, uh, scan the, the, the CR code, or what do you call that? The QR code. <laughs> there we go, Francis. Hey, I'm from Little Cypress, so give me a break. So, okay, so do that. And then after the service, we'll have some people that are going to be up here ready to pray for you. But right now, we're going to water baptize three people, okay? God bless you. And y'all come on up. Wow, God is so good. I love ending our service with some baptism. Isn't that good? So, Dana, all right, come on, girl. So proud of Dana, so grateful. Dana, about three Sundays ago, I think, she, she mentioned that God spoke to her during the message, and uh, she wanted to reaffirm her commitment to Jesus and, um, and get water baptized. So I'm so proud of you. And this is, yeah. <laughs> we love you, girl. We love you. Um, so... I want to encourage you, if you've never been biblically water baptized, the word, the word baptized actually means submersion. It means complete submersion. That's New Testament baptism, okay? And when you go under the water, you're in a watery grave. You're 
your body is, the Bible calls it, you could say this in a little Cyprus, reckon, you're reckon your body dead to sin and raised to a new life with Christ. So that's what we're going to do today, okay? So we love you, girl. So have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And it's real, right? Okay. Well, I'm honored now to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, God. Thank you for Dana, God, in Jesus' name. Mighty woman of God, called according to your purpose. She's going to live for you like never before. We give you the glory and praise. And thank you, God, that her days will be declaring the favor of God, that the favor of God's upon her. There's supernatural intervention, special assistance, and preferential treatment all over her, her life, her stuff, her children, their destiny, God. Everything she touches turns to gold, and we give you the glory for it, God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love you. All right. Kellen, come on up, buddy. All right, isn't this good? We have mature people. You can't say older. You know, it's, uh, we have mature people getting saved, and we have younger people being saved, right? And Kellen, you're a champion, right? Okay? You've been called to do something great for God, right? You know why I know that? Look at me. You know why I know that? Because you were born. And anytime God needed something great done on planet Earth, a child was born. So, Kellen, you've been born, right? Okay. And because you were born and you've accepted Jesus, now you're born again, right? Okay, I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm honored to baptize you today, okay? So we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for Kellen in Jesus' name. Lord, a leader and not a follower, a mighty man of God, Lord, who, who is not like David, God, that, that hides in his palace, God, when the other kings are gone out to battle. But he will battle, Lord, and he will go forth, God. Spiritual warfare, God. Lord, a man that loves the Word of God, he hungers and thirsts for righteousness, and we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Way to go, Kellen. Everybody give him a hand clap. We're proud of Kellen. All right, and Nicole Underwood. All right, Nicole, I'm proud of you, girl. Good job. Let's see where you stepped down. There you go. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm proud of you. You really love me, don't you? <laughs> I tease her all the time, y'all. I'm so proud of you, okay? And I, I do love you. I know I tease you all the time, but uh, you, you know I do it out of love, right? Well, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And he's number one in your life. And, and you're going you're gonna to lead and not follow, right? You're going to live for him all the days of your life. I can't wait to see what God does in your life. I really can't. So I'm honored today to baptize you. Okay? So I baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for Nicole, a mighty woman of God, Lord, who's going to lead and not follow. Lord, that, that she is hungry for the things of God. And Lord, again, we can't wait to see what you're going to do with her life. The anointing on her eyes, the anointing on her ears, the anointing on her mouth, God. The anointing that, that, is, the, the, that is on the pathway, God, to her destiny. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. God bless you guys. All right. God is so good. Hey, you know what? If you guys want to be baptized today, you can, uh, you know, you came dry, you can go home wet, it's no big deal, you know? 
and uh, you can come talk to me. But we love you. God bless you. Thanks for coming. Don't forget, God is blessing. He's blessing you.